The Rookie of the Years were announced tonight. Nolan Arenado goes platinum. The latest rumors on one of the Cardinals' possible catching targets. Is there another reunion in the works between the Cardinals and another former fan favorite player? And one of the Cardinals' top prospects has been named Pitcher of the Year in the Arizona Fall League. All of this on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I am your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. The American League and National League Rookie of the Year Awards were announced tonight on the MLB Network, and the Cardinals' Brennan Donovan, unfortunately, did not win in the National League. That's uh, the Price is Right sound effect when you lose. It's the best one I got, okay? Uh, Julio Rodriguez wins it in the American League after an incredible season with the Mariners. He defeats the Orioles' Adley Rushman and the Guardian Stephen Kwan. Hit 284, 28 home runs, stole 25 bases. Pretty good offensively. Put on a show in that home run derby. You guys remember that? Uh, in the NL, it was Braves outfielder Michael Harris II winning it over his teammate, pitcher Spencer Strider. And then it was the Cardinals' Brendan Donovan. Uh, he finishes third in the voting, no first or second place votes, but 22 third place votes. I mean, I was shocked when Donovan was even a finalist, so I'm not all that upset about this at all. Uh, he's got the gold glove. He can hang his hat on, and uh, we certainly are looking forward to seeing his progression next season. As of right now, he's the likely starting second baseman for the team next year. So uh, glad to see uh, what, what Donovan can do in the future. Now, there's no doubt who the starting third baseman is is for the St. Louis Cardinals. And there's also little doubt at how amazing he's been over at the hot corner defensively. But if you had any reservations about it, talking to you, Pittsburgh Pirates fans who were so upset that Nolan Arenado won the gold glove over your precious Key Brian Hayes. Hopefully the fact that he just won his sixth consecutive platinum glove will help sway your doubt. Arenado, 10-time gold glover. Now he's won it. All 10 years that he's been in the league, captured his second platinum glove as a Cardinal after ranking fourth among all qualified position players in defensive runs saved with 19. He was tied for seventh and outs above average with 15. Previously won four platinum gloves as a member of the Rockies. With this win for Arenado, being that he's a St. Louis player now, a St. Louis player has now claimed the NL platinum glove six times in the 12 years of its existence. Catcher Yadier Molina was a four-time winner. Speaking of Molina, if you haven't heard, the Cardinals, uh, they're in the market for a catcher. You might have seen this online somewhere. Been pretty much the talk of the town in St. Louis. And if you haven't heard, uh, they might be after a guy named Sean Murphy. Okay. Possible target to Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's. He's one of them. There's a, there's a few of them out there. But we're going to focus again on Sean Murphy today because I've got the latest rumors on 
where he could be landing. There's some other people who, or teams, I should say, not just people, but other teams getting involved in uh, in this attempt to pull Sean Murphy out of Oakland. So I've got that coming up. And Ken Rosenthal drops a bit of a bomb tonight about another possible reunion between the Cardinals and a former player. We'll talk about all of this coming up on Locked on Cardinals. Now, uh, betonline.net. If you haven't been there just yet, you uh, should do yourself a, a solid. Head on over there because it is your number one source for sports betting information. Stats, they got them. News, it's all over the place. And analysis, betonline.net, number one source for all of that. Get the latest odds and trends for every single professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Monday Night Football going on tonight. NFC East Divisional Battle between the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders. The Eagles kind of been cruising through the league. They've had a couple of tough games, I guess. But uh, Jalen Hurts has been incredible at quarterback. A.J. Brown, who they got from the Titans in a trade, is their top wide receiver. He's been awesome. Miles Sanders at running back. Got a strong defense. Uh, only unbeaten team. Remaining in the National Football League, they beat the Commanders back in Washington on uh, September. Well, it was back in September. I think it was the 25th was the date on that one. But they ended up beating them 24 to 8, kind of dominated them. 11-point favorites tonight at home. If you're able to get money in on that one, probably, uh, I mean, just looking at it, it would seem like it'd be a good bet that they would win by 11. But that's up to you. If you felt good about it, hopefully you got some money in on that. If you didn't like that huge line of uh, 11, you go with the uh, go with the commanders instead. But seemed kind of like a layup in my eyes of, of a win for you this, tonight. But that's why they play the games. I know that the Eagles scored right away, and then the commanders answered right back. So last time I checked, it was 7-7. Seven, seven. So that's why they play the games. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about all of this. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts experts and uh, insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's talk catchers, specifically Oakland A's catcher Sean Murphy continues to generate a lot of buzz on the trade market. MLB.com's John Paul Morosi reports that there may be even more suitors for Murphy than there are for free agent backstop Wilson Contreras. According to reports, the White Sox and the Padres have been the latest names to pop up and show interest in Murphy and the three main Contreras suitors, the Astros, Cardinals, and the Tigers, are also potential fits for the 28-year-old Murphy that per Morosi. Now, there are reasons why Sean Murphy would be somebody they target over Wilson Contreras. All right, Murphy comes with three years of team control at a far lower price than it would take to sign Contreras to a multi-year contract. He's also two years younger. He's a better defender than Contreras while offering similar offensive upside. Is he as good a hitter as Wilson Contreras? That's debatable. That's debatable. Contreras has been doing it uh, for a few more years, has been very consistent over his uh, years with the Cubs. Murphy's only done it for two, but maybe you're getting him as he gets better. That's a possibility too. 28 years old, just hitting his prime. Maybe that that's what's going on here. 
Uh, Murphy already one of the best defensive catchers in the game, ended up winning the gold glove in 2021, did not win it this year, lost out to uh, Trevino from the New York Yankees, who ended up being the platinum winner in the American League. But uh, one of the best defensive catchers, he's got elite pop time and pitching framing metrics, um, posted a 120 OPS plus the plate in 2022. He's very, very good. And why would the A's be trying to get rid of somebody like this? Why are they unloading somebody who apparently is very, very good at his position and isn't super expensive and isn't old? Well, he's arbitration eligible for the first time this offseason, which means he's about to become increasingly more expensive. Oakland also has one of their top prospects, Shea Langoliers, as um, a guy who's ready to go. He was up on the team this year, was a key piece in that Matt Olson trade, and he's ready to roll. And, um, you know, you know how the A's are. They're not going to pay one guy a lot more money than a cheaper, younger guy who they're really excited about already. It's not like he's, you know, prospect number 22 or something like that. He's their top guy. They like him a lot. And if you didn't see the episode that I did with Locked on A's host Jason Burke, you can view that. Uh, we did that on Friday talking about more in-depth about why the A's are going to move on from Sean Murphy. And he was very honest about what he thought was going to happen. Uh, he mentioned a couple of other teams that he thought would try to pry Sean Murphy away, but he said that he's felt that Murphy was going to be a Cardinal. He said the reasons behind this, he likes the Cardinals' prospects. He likes them a lot and just felt that the Cardinals were the best trade partner with the A's. He has an absolute love affair with shortstop prospect Mason Wynn, who I don't think, I don't think, the Cardinals want to move whatsoever. I feel like everything I've read is that Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, those are kind of the untouchables. Everybody else, you could probably get your hands on. But if you already like Tommy Edmond at shortstop, and you've got Donovan at second base, and you got Gorman right there as well, doesn't that make Wynn more expendable? I mean, think about it. You've got you got Tommy Edmond, who probably could have won the gold glove at shortstop if he had played the whole season there this year. He gets you about a 265 average. He's going to hit you, you know, 12 to 15 home runs. Stolen bases, great. Like, why do you have to move on from that? Is Mason win that much better than what you have at Tommy Edmond? Do you think he's going to do that much more? So if you can move win and then get your catcher, who's going to be your catcher for what you think will be at least the next three years, maybe seven years total if you sign him to an extension or something, wouldn't that be worth it? I mean, catching position is very important. And I don't want to overvalue the prospects, and I know all teams do, but Jordan Walker, in my eyes, is the one, like, the more I go over it, is the one that is, like, 99% untouchable. Like, it would take, like, a Mike Trout type of trade, right? for the Cardinals to move on from Jordan Walker. So if the Cardinals trade win for Murphy and then go and spend money on, say, guys like Carlos Rodon and a J.D. Martinez to be your DH, would you be that upset that they moved win to, to, to do that? If you ended up getting Murphy, Rodon, and J.D. Martinez this offseason and the biggest name you gave up was Mason Wynn, would you really be that upset? I mean, Wynn is a double-A ball player. He hasn't gone to Memphis yet. We don't know if he's going to succeed there this year. What if he doesn't? I mean, he's good. He's got a lot of potential. 
But looking and just kind of connecting the dots, they don't think he's going to be up on this team for at least another year, maybe two years. Are you willing to burn those years with Arenado and Goldie on your team, hoping he's the guy that you hope he will be? And again, you've already got a very good shortstop in Tommy Edmond, who gives you the elite defense, the double-digit home run power, 30 stolen base speed, switch hitter. What's not to like? Like, are you, are you that upset about Brendan Donovan and Nolan Gorman at second base that you want to hang on to Mason Wynn and not get a Sean Murphy using that trade chip? Personally, I, I, I would move him. If you can get him, if you can get him, and that's the guy you're in love with, okay? You have your heart set on Sean Murphy, and he's that dude for you. Go get him. Just go get him. Obviously, you're going to have some competition, but, like, looking at this, I'm like, the White Sox, they still got Yasmani Grandal at, like, crazy money. So, I don't know what they're giving up to get him. The Padres? They've got Nola at short. These are guys that don't absolutely need a catcher. They would like to improve their catching, you know? But they don't need one the way the Cardinals need a catcher. Hence, they're probably not willing to give up as much as the Cardinals would. Uh, the Astros, we've talked about them going after Contreras. That sounds like some, that seems like an Astros move, you know, to just throw some money, get it done. They're the world champs, you know? Uh, the Tigers, again, not good, but they've got money to burn. They could overwhelm Wilson Contreras with uh, some crazy massive contract. I can see that happening, too. But trading for Sean Murphy and giving up Mason Wynn, is it that bad? The way your team is constructed right now, is it that bad to move a Mason Wynn to get a Sean Murphy? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know what you think down there. I'm starting to, when this whole offseason thing started, I told you guys I wanted Wilson Contreras right off the bat because I didn't want to have to trade prospects. But the more I think about it, but here's the thing. If you do that, if you do trade one of your top guys like a Mason Wynn, you better go spend money on an elite outfielder, DH, or starting pitching. Don't, you, don't say that that's your move and that payroll is going to go up and then spend that money on something else that's not really that big a deal. Like, you better make a splash. That's all I'm saying. Because if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Like, I've got something here. Up next, Ken Rosenthal mentions another reunion between the Cardinals and a former player for next season. And I do not like this idea. But I'll tell you who it is next on Locked on Cardinals. The Athletics Kid Rosenthal released a new article tonight, and he had this little nugget about the Cardinals in it, and I, I, I don't like it. That's how I feel about this. I, I don't like it. Um, first off, before I tell you what he said about the Cardinals, uh, speaking about the Astros going after Contreras, he also listed in this article that the Astros' number one free agent uh, target is going to be Anthony Rizzo former Cub and Yankees first baseman, Anthony Rizzo. So now you're starting to see like, ooh, Rizzo and Contreras go to Houston. Can you see that happening? I can see that happening. So anyway, moving on to what Rosenthal has to say about the Cardinals. 
And this is quoted from his story here. This is my own speculation and not anything I've heard specifically, but Matt Carpenter's deep and enduring connections to the Cardinals would seem to make a potential reunion feasible. Carpenter was a roommate in rookie ball with Cardinals manager Ali Marmel. His transformation last season included a visit to the Marucci's Baseball Performance Lab in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with Cardinals stars Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, as well as hitting sessions with former teammate and new Cardinals bench coach Matt Holliday. The retirement of Albert Pujols potentially creates an opening for Carpenter, who turns 37 on November 26th. And the departure of hitting coach Jeff Albert also could enhance the possibility. Carpenter did not blame Albert for his struggles in his latter years with the Cardinals, but said, quote, I just never bought into analytics like I should have, end quote. I love Matt Carpenter. Almost all of us love Matt Carpenter as a person, okay? Nothing but love for him. We thought it was awesome that he had that nice little comeback last year in New York with the Yankees before, unfortunately, getting hurt, breaking his foot. But come on, man. This is the type of stuff that pisses Cardinal fans off. All right? I'm going to just put it out there for you. That dude played 47 games last year. And, yeah, had an awesome stretch in June and July. And he hit really good. But you can't tell me. You can't tell me that you think hitting in Yankee Stadium is the same as hitting in Bush Stadium. The Yankee home field advantage for left-handed hitters is ridiculous, okay? Matt Carpenter hit 388 with nine home runs and 25 RBIs at Yankee Stadium last season. On the road, Matt Carpenter hit 253 with six home runs and 12 RBIs. Four of his home runs and 14 of his 37 RBIs came in seven games against the Red Sox, who, guess what, also play in a hitter-friendly ballpark. And you know what he did at uh, Fenway? Hit 500 with two home runs and four RBIs in four games. And bringing Matt Carpenter home to St. Louis is not like bringing Albert Pujols back to St. Louis. So don't. Don't try and pull that on us. This feels like one of those low-hanging fruit moves. One of those kind of situations. And if it happens and the Cardinals don't land a top pitcher along with whomever they get at catcher, man, I hope Mo is ready to see those pitchforks coming down Clark Avenue to Bush Stadium as they, the angry mob threatens to drag him from the office by his bow ties and hang him from the arch to throw eggs and tomatoes at him this uh, matt carpenter signing needs to be like last resort bottom of the barrel stuff you got to be better than this you've got to be better than this don't do that don't do that i oh no no how about some good stuff to close out on instead okay St. Louis Cardinals pitching prospect Connor Thomas didn't exactly have a great year at AAA Memphis. 6'12", ERA 5.47. It's not great, Bob. But that same pitcher just got named the Arizona Fall League Pitcher of the Year on Saturday. 
24-year-old left-hander started six games for the Salt River Raptors this fall. Posted a 1.75 ERA, 224 opponent batting average, 34 Ks and just five walks in 25 and two-thirds innings. 2019, fifth-round pick out of Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Also selected to start for the National League in the Arizona Fall League's Fall Stars game through a perfect first inning. And we talked more in depth about the, the differences in Connor Thomas this year at Memphis and what he did in the Arizona Fall League, how he kind of changed up pitches and stuff. Um, did that in a previous episode. Uh, his strong performance in the AFL increases the odds that he'll be added to the Cardinals 40-man roster later this month just to protect him. Not that he's ready to come up on the team. Don't worry about that. But to protect him from the Rule 5 draft, he most definitely would get taken. Off-season moves could change some things, but as of right now, you've got Thomas along with Gordon Graceffo, friend of the show, Gordon Graceffo. We got to talk to him last week. He's the uh, number one pitching prospect in the Cardinals organization, in case you're wondering. Uh, Dakota Hudson, Matthew Libertor, Andre Palante, and Jake Woodford. All of these guys, depth options behind the Cardinals projected starting five as of right now with Jack Flaherty, Stephen Matz, Miles Michaelis, Jordan Montgomery, and Adam Wainwright in 2023 and they say you can never have too much pitching so it's nice to see the Cardinals depth at pitcher considering the injury history that you've got with Flaherty, Mats, Michaelis still doesn't mean they shouldn't go get a top pitcher like a top flight pitcher not in the middle of the road dude but a top guy Carlos Rodon, Chris Bassett who I think would fit nicely on this team especially because he's got a good sinker man and you know how the defense is behind the pitching staff, you know, I mean, you've got gold glovers all around the infield now with Donovan at second, Edmund at short, Arenado over at third and Goldschmidt. I mean, sinker ball is going to have some fun with that infield. But again, those guys are not going to be cheap. And I know that. And we still don't know how much the team is willing to expand the 2023 payroll yet. We don't know. You know, earlier in a different episode, I talked about, okay, let's say they go up to $200 million. And I mentioned some things they could do. You got a lot of room to work with there. You could go shortstop catcher. You could go uh, catcher starting pitcher, throw in an outfielder. I mean, there's different ways that you could put it together, but reading more and more from the experts, the payroll might not get to 200 million. I mean, you know, they're thinking more about 185 to 190 is what people are saying. We don't know if that's truth or fiction yet, but that's just people who are around the team more often than I am. That's what they're saying. But I just, I personally just don't want another year of, you know what? Let's do just enough to get in. I, I want, I want a, you know, let's win this thing mentality. I want to see something aggressive done this offseason with this extra money that you've got now. That's what I want to see. The fans have supported you. You saw them come out in droves last year. 3.3 million, second in the league to only the Dodgers. You know, they showed their loyalty again. They always do. Go get the guys who will put you in contention to win a World Series, not just a division and maybe a wild card spot. Go get the guys. They're out there. There are guys out there in free agency and through the trades that would make this team a contender for a series. You can make it happen. You can. You just got to go get it done. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 